Welcome to the San Diego News Fix. I'm Christy Totten. A recent study from RTI International and UC San Diego shows that police falsely believe they're at a high risk of fentanyl overdose when exposed on the job. More on that after the news. The Latino and Asian populations in San Diego County increased by double digits over the past 10 years, according to new data released by the U.S. Census Bureau on Thursday. Meanwhile, the number of Blacks and whites both declined, even as the county population jumped by more than 6% to just under 3.3 million people. In San Diego County, Latinos now make up about one-third of the overall population. The Asian population increased by more than 20%, representing about 12% of all county residents. A former La Jolla TV executive agreed to plead guilty in a college admissions bribery scandal, according to a letter filed in Boston Federal Court on Thursday. Elizabeth Kimmel, who once owned KFMB stations, has agreed to plead guilty to one count of conspiracy to commit mail and wire fraud. She's also agreed to six weeks in prison and a year of home confinement, plus $250,000 in fines and 500 hours of community service. Kimmel is accused of paying $475,000 in bribes to get her two children into Georgetown University and the University of Southern California for sports they did not play. Mayor Todd Gloria signed two pieces of legislation Thursday, setting aside almost $300 million for new infrastructure projects and paving the way for repairs across San Diego. The spending blueprint includes funding for parks, libraries, roads, transportation, storm drains, and public safety. Last week, the San Diego County Sheriff released a video that allegedly shows an officer overdosing on fentanyl after brief exposure. You're okay. Don't be sorry. There's nothing to be sorry about. I got you, okay? I'm not gonna let you die. In the video, Officer David Fivey approaches a bag of white powder, loses consciousness, and falls to the ground. He's later taken to the hospital and fully recovers. But experts say brief skin contact with fentanyl does not cause overdoses and that spreading this idea can be dangerous. With me today are authors of a report on this subject. Peyton Attaway is a public health analyst and Hope Smiley McDonald is a research sociologist. They both work at RTI International, an independent research institute that conducted the study with UC San Diego. So Peyton, why were you interested in this topic to begin with? So it's actually funny, um, our study, we just set out to learn more about law enforcement response to overdose. And in our one of our first interviews, we learned that um, officers were super scared of coming into contact with fentanyl. In fact, they, one of the officers said to us, you know, um, even touching a tiny amount could be deadly. And that's even scarier than, you know, coming in contact with someone um, with a gun or something like that, which was very shocking to us. So we continued to ask that question um, to the um, subsequent officers about how they felt about coming into contact with fentanyl. And then we found out that, you know, nearly all of them said that it was um, it was a deadly encounter and that they were super stressed out um, of coming into contact with fentanyl. Um, one officer even said, you know, we're all scared of getting shot. We're all afraid of getting stabbed. But knowing that something as minuscule as a grant or, a, you know, something as tiny as a sand molecule of fentanyl could kill you is just incredibly frightening. So 
um, that was shocking to us. And we just included it in all of our interviews following that one. Do you know where the officers were getting this information? We do. And it was interesting because um, we would ask them about, you know, what their sources of information were. And there was a Department of Justice roll call video that was released around 2016 or so um, that propagated this myth. And it was definitely geared towards um, law enforcement agencies using it during their roll calls uh, to start the day. Uh, it's about four minutes. And that the DEA has since taken down um, that roll call video, but the DOJ still has it on their website. So it was interesting because I wouldn't say every person we interviewed um, for this research cited that video, but many, many of them did. And then the other source of information came from um, the secondhand stories from other agencies or social media or media accounts where you have a situation, you know, not unlike what happened in San Diego, where an officer, you know, allegedly has an overdose incident um, and the media kind of picks it up and doesn't really question it. And there's no follow-up, whether there was a toxicology test or anything, uh, you know, to suggest that it was in fact an overdose. And, and we know, you know, that toxicology experts, medical experts, the public health community, you know, you, you can't, you can't overdose from simply touching fentanyl or, or breathing it in like that. Yeah, even after pushback from the medical community, the, the sheriff's department has said they still believe uh, that this was an overdose from fentanyl. I mean, in the research that you did, do other departments have similar stories where they say their officers have OD'd after brief exposure? Yes, we, um, whenever we were interviewing officers, we asked if they knew anyone in their agency or neighboring agencies that had overdosed, and several of them had said that they did hear about those things, but whenever we asked if those um, results were confirmed, you know, by a toxicology test, no one knew the answers there. Um, so it seems like even though these cases keep happening and everyone can reference them, there's no confirmation of, you know, that actually happening. Um, so it's very interesting. And, and the stories are remarkably similar. You know, um, the officers talk about, you know, that their heart starts racing, they, they get the chills or, the, you know, they, they start breathing really heavily and they get disoriented. And, and those aren't signs of an overdose. Um, you know, if you're having an overdose, you're, you're limp, you're not able to talk, your, your pupils are dilated, you know, and, and you're, you're unresponsive. Um, so, you know, this, these symptoms that, that keep coming up in these, in these stories are really remarkably similar, but, but they're not what you would associate with an overdose. Can you talk to me about why this is cause for concern that so many officers, uh, you know, are misinformed on the dangers of fentanyl? Well, as we point out in the paper, um, and as you know, our work with, with law enforcement um, over other projects suggests, I mean, we know that police have a very stressful job. And it's, it's unfortunate that we have this really deep fear that, that is really not, it, it's not needed. It's, 
they they go on their job knowing that they could go into really harmful situations, but but this isn't something that they need to fear. And so I think the harm is the anxiety that it's causing, the mental health issues that it could be causing. And, and then the other harm is that if someone is overdosing and you know, there shouldn't be a hesitation to, to help anyone, you know, if if powder is present or you know, there there just shouldn't be any any hesitation for an officer to go in and, and provide naloxone to, to someone who needs it. So what's needed to correct these false beliefs about fentanyl? So one thing that we're hoping to do with our project is to um, emphasize this issue and also emphasize the need for accurate information to be distributed um, through sources that law enforcement trusts, which is really, really key. So, you know, their own peers, um, law enforcement leadership um, at the national level, um, national leadership or law enforcement organizations, um, like the um, DEA and all of those different organizations that law enforcement trust. I think that is what is so important is we need to get them on board to disseminate this information and get it in the hands of law enforcement. Is there anything else about your study you'd like to add? I, I would add that kind of tacking on to what Peyton just relayed is that when these stories come out and you know, there's, there's often, um, in fact, a couple of friends that I know who, who have um, ties to law enforcement agencies forwarded what, what gets propagated in agencies, you know, and it, it really is just when this particular link came out, um, a friend of mine in Oregon sent me a, a link uh, or a, a forwarded message from her her sheriff and, the, and it, there was no context for it. It was just like, you, you should all look at look at this video, it's very scary. And there was no other context for it. And that's that's how this information is getting sometimes propagated through these agencies. So I, I really do hope that this, um, this story that has, uh, as you noted, Christy, it's so timely for, for you know, the research that we just um, completed. I really hope that, you know, something comes out of it for, you know, law enforcement to really get it, you know, like, I really hope that that's something that comes out of this story out of San Diego, that there's, you know, finally that the message has gotten across. You can find more news online at San Diego Union Tribune.com. I'm Christy Totten, host of the San Diego News Fix. Thanks for listening.